0: Welcome to the Watershed Teaching Podcast. Watershed is the high school ministry of Perimeter Church in Johns Creek, Georgia. Perimeter Church is part of the Presbyterian Church in America. Watershed is a place where we hope high school students would connect, receive, and transform. We want to see students connect with God and others through help the community, receive His truth through gospel-centered, grace-based teaching, and be transformed by the gospel to then go transform their world. Thank you for downloading this podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.perimeter.org slash watershed.
1: First of all, hey, what's up? It's been a while. I feel like we haven't had like watershed in like 20 years. But um, because apparently when, you know, Super Bowl happens, we're like, oh, we're busy eating wings and stuff. Um, I was just eating wings anyway, so whatever. Um, So we just came back from this incredible weekend called Lifestyle. If you went to Lifestyle, can I just get like a whoop, whoop? There you go, that's really cool. What was incredible about Lifestyle is, yes, it was an amazing time and, and God did some incredible things and, and lives were truly changed. Like, I just wanted to share some stories, kind of like what Emilio said earlier, is that we, we saw amazing things happen at this retreat and now you're probably thinking like, well, Tegan, I wasn't there, like, do, do, what, what, what about me? And am like, well, just lean in, I wanna, I wanna share some stories with, uh, with you. One of the things that was really incredible about Lifestyle this year around was this, some of your friends met Jesus for the first time. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Let me try that again. Some of your friends met Jesus for the first time. Yeah, yeah, the, the Bible actually says that when somebody come, comes to know Jesus, all of heaven erupts with celebration. So like, I would love it if we got into a routine when people meet Jesus, like we just go crazy about that kind of story. That Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That is incredible. Another really cool thing that happened at this retreat is that the theme was connect. And what we got to see as, as adult leaders, as staff, we got to see you guys love your friends well. But not only did we see you loving your friends well, we saw you guys go and love people that aren't necessarily in, in the community. They, they feel like, I go to Watershed, but I'm not really in. I, I don't know, I'm not part of that cool group that kind of like worships in the front. you know? Like, And, and what ended up happening was we saw your friends and ours go and love new people. We saw people get excited about worshiping together. We had this incredible moment outside at Lifestyle where we just got to encounter God new and fresh. We sang truth, we worshiped, we prayed, we got to know this God Better. And then these are just small stories that we get to take home and we get to tuck in for the rest of our life. I always encourage people if you go on a mission trip, if you go on a retreat, if you have a cool experience, just remember one story, one thing that impacted you, tuck it away because sometimes when life gets crazy, you can think back to these moments and go, wow. Look what God has done. Wow, look how God was faithful. We prayed for months and we saw a friend come to know Jesus. We prayed for months and we saw people get excited about Jesus. Again, we can look back and get excited about those kind of stories. But right now, this is lifestyle continued. So where to from here ultimately is the direction of where I'm going to be going. And, and what, I want to start with the story from the book of Mark chapter 9. It's not gonna come on the screen because I more just wanna share the story. Um, The disciples, three of them, Peter, James, and John, they decide to go up this mountain with Jesus. Jesus is like, yo, boys, we're heading up this mountain. If I was a disciple, I would be like, that sucks, Jesus, because I don't like walking up mountains. But Jesus takes these three guys up onto this mountain and and what kind of happens in this moment like is that kind of like crazy Old Testament stuff. You know, like you read in the Old Testament like and then fire came down from heaven and consumed the sacrifice. He's like, yeah, that's cool, you know, moving on. Like this is one of these kind of crazy stories where you see these disciples have this encounter with God and and it kind of looks something like this. They went up on this mountain. Uh, Jesus, first of all, um, changes uh, before them Uh, into like this kind of like glorified state. Like, you know, like Jesus talks about like you'll have a new body in heaven. Jesus kind of just changes in front of them. Then all of a sudden Moses and Elijah from the Old Testament show up. I don't know how they're new, if it was Moses and Elijah, because he wouldn't have known what they looked like, but maybe they had a, like a name badge or something like, hey, I'm, I'm Moses or what, I don't know, I wasn't there. But Moses and Elijah show up and not only does Moses and Elijah show up, God's presence shows up in the form of the cloud. You're probably thinking, oh, I've heard that before. In the Old Testament, God's presence would like show up in power in like the form of a cloud or, or in, in the form of like fire. And so God's presence shows up and then he speaks from heaven. Now think about like if you're a disciple you're freaking out. You're super excited. Like, oh my gosh, this is Jesus. And he is now changed. And then God is the Father is showing up and then the Spirit is showing up. And then Moses and Elijah show. Like you're just having this incredible encounter. Like you're like, yeah, Jesus, we're gonna chill up beyond this mountain and we're gonna worship. Like Peter freaks out. He's like, well, I don't know what to do. Let's build some tents. Like let's get some tents. One for you, Moses, one for you, Elijah, one for you, Jesus. We're gonna chill on this mountain. And we're gonna stay on this mountain. But the moment passes, and all of a sudden, things kind of go back to normal. Uh, the, the presence goes away, uh, Moses and Elijah disappear, the, the, the presence is gone, Jesus goes back to normal, and they're like, we're going back down the mountain. And their little, their little retreat on the mountain with Jesus was an incredible experience. But it wasn't the be-all and end-all of their faith. It was yet another moment along the journey. It was another moment where they got to encounter God. They got to see him face to face. And then they came back down the mountain. Here's the crazy cool part. Jesus also came with them back down the mountain. Jesus continued to be with them And I will say it for us today in this room. If you went on lifestyle or you didn't go on lifestyle, it doesn't matter. Here's why. The very presence, if you are in this room and you've confessed faith in Jesus and you've said yes to Jesus and you've said, I'm following Jesus. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. The Bible actually teaches that the very presence of God dwells in us right now. Now, the Bible says that the same power that raised Christ from the dead is now at work in those who believe. The Bible says that for you to become a Christian, you need to be born of the Spirit. In other words, if you are a Christian and you've been on a retreat or you haven't been on a retreat, it doesn't matter. Here's why. The very presence of God dwells in us. For a moment... Just think about the implications of that. For a moment, just let that sink in. That the presence of God that we often, we feel on a Saturday night at a retreat, He is in us. He is with us wherever we go. Question, what would our life look like if we simply really believed that the fullness of God dwelt in us every moment of every day when times are good and not so good when we're excited on a retreat and we're going, woo Jesus is amazing, my friend met Jesus and God, your presence showed up and like I felt goosebumps and I worshiped you and I read your word and I was having quiet times in the morning and it was incredible, God, you're so amazing and then you get home and you're like, ah, oh, what changed? God is the same and he can do the very same thing in your bedroom, he can do the very same thing here at Watershed, the same experience that we have with God's presence there can be the same experience that we can have today. And so for those of you who weren't at Lifestyle, I wanted to just quickly give some snapshots on what we spoke about at the retreat. It's going to be quick. I'm just going to share some brief main ideas that we spoke about at the retreat. I'm not going to recap each talk because that would be ridiculous and we'll be until seven. I could do it, but we need to go to D groups, and that's important. Here's the first main idea from the first talk. If you were there, you'll remember this. But if you weren't there, this is the kind of stuff that we spoke about. If you go and read the book of Luke chapter seven, everything that I'm about to share is from Luke chapter seven, except for the last talk, it was based on Galatians chapter four. Here's the main idea of the first talk that we experienced. Jesus does more than dying to forgive us of our sins. He died to give us the life that we could never have on our own. Until we realize how broken we are without Jesus, we will never see how sweet his salvation is towards us. I wanna repeat that last bit again. Unless we realize how broken we are without Jesus, we'll never see how sweet his salvation is towards us. So that was the main idea of the first talk. The main idea of the second talk from the retreat was this. Jesus would have us to be a ministry, this, us, watershed. Jesus would have us desire to be a ministry filled with the broken, the hurting, and the searching. We, us, watershed, perimeter church, all of us, we are to be an inclusive community that seeks to love, serve, and pursue any and all people because this is what it looks like to be like Jesus. The third talk was about this Roman centurion, pretty much an enemy to the Jews. And this was the main idea from that talk. It's not about how much faith you have. Rather, it's about where your faith is placed. Who or what is the object of your faith? Maybe right now, your faith is in your faith. Maybe right now, your faith is in the fact that you put your hand up once upon a time and you put your faith in Jesus and you kind of just left it there. Maybe right now your faith is on your grades. Maybe your faith right now is on your girlfriend or boyfriend. Maybe right now your faith is on your athletic ability. Maybe right now your faith is on the fact that you went to school here or you go to a private Christian school or maybe it's about the people that you hang around with. Your faith is built on those things. Maybe your faith right now sitting in this room is built on something outside of Jesus, outside of relationship with Jesus. And here's the crazy part. It's not about how much faith you have. It's about where you put it. Is Jesus the foundation of our faith? Is he the one on whom we build our life? And so that was the topic of the third talk and then the fourth one was this. We need people in our lives who love us, lead us, come alongside us, and model Jesus to us. And we need to become people like this. So that's the theme of, that was, that, was, that was lifestyle. If you weren't there, that is pretty much what we spoke about. But here's what I want to encourage us tonight. One of the main ideas that we hold to here at Watershed is this idea of connect, receive, transform. We wanna connect with God and others. We wanna receive his truth and we wanna be transformed. That is our hope and that is our prayer. If you walked into this ministry and you are a freshman, we want you to know by the end of this ministry, we want, we want you to have connected with God and with people. We want you to have received truth and we want your life, we desire your life, Jesus desires your life to be absolutely transformed but I wanted to share some scripture. It's gonna come up on the screen um, about connecting with God and connecting with others. So first I'm just gonna read from the book of Matthew and I'm gonna look at connect with God in the context of loving God. Listen to the greatest commandment. You've probably heard this before, but I wanna share it again. Matthew 22 verse 36 onwards, it says this. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. On these two commands depend all of the law. I love it how Jesus... When asked the question, what is the most important thing about this life? What is the most important thing about this law that God had brought in for his people? What is the most important aspect? And Jesus answered and said, it's to love the Lord your God. To love God with with everything. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. Nothing is left out. It comprises of all of who we are. We are to love God with everything. Everything, And I, I want to throw it out there like, is your time with God long? Do you enjoy being with God? Do you enjoy sitting in his presence? Do you enjoy knowing him and seeing him and being known by him? Do you enjoy connecting with God on a deep and a real level? Do you look forward to going and having a quiet time and just spending time in God's word and studying his word and, and, and almost treating the Bible as if it's a conversation with God? There's an incredible verse in Acts chapter 4, uh, chapter four verse 13. It's one of my all time favorites in scripture. And I thought it just so played well with this. It says this Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived, these are these Pharisees, they saw Peter and John, some of the disciples, and they perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. For us to be people who are connected with God, this is what we believe is watershed. If we are to be people connected to God, we actually have to live a life with God. We are to be with him. Our our life needs to look like we've spent time with God. Imagine how cool it would be if you had a quiet time in the morning, you spend time with God and his word, and you walked out into your day and people looked at your life and all they noticed was, man, there's something different about him. Man, there's something different about it. It's like, it's like they've been with Jesus. It's like they've been with Jesus. And so we are to connect to God that is what our dream is our hope our prayer our vision for watershed is that we want to be a people who connect to God and secondly we want to be a people who connect to others listen to what first john says beloved let us love one another for love is from God whoever loves has been born of God and knows God anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest amongst us that God sent his only son into the world that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but he has loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God if we have if we have love, if we love one another, God abides in us, and His love is perfected in us. One of the incredible things that I know that I experienced this weekend from lifestyle, and I know that some of you got to experience is the kind of people that Jesus went after to love. You would think that the God of the universe, think about it. The God of the universe left heaven, left being worshipped by angels. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. He left heaven. He came to earth, lived amongst us, pursued us, gave himself up for us. He literally lived a life where he left heaven, came to earth to reach out to who would you expect? Kings and queens and rich people. No, 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 no. He came after the broken, the lowly, the hurting, the sick. Jesus came for, and this is what we discovered, he came for the outsiders. And my fear, my fear that even right now in this room, though there are some of you who come to Watershed every Sunday, who are in D groups every Sunday, my fear is that there are people in this room that are distant from God because they are, they are distant from the people in this room my fear is that there might be people in this room who are on the outside and you feel like you're on the outside and Jesus is calling each and every single one of us to love God with everything and to love everyone with that same love. Kind of love. Yes, let's go and love John's Creek. And yes, let's go and love Chattahoochee. And yes, let's love Wesleyan. And yes, let's love Duluth. And Lambert. And Providence. And Providence, because it's two. Woo, John's Creek, Providence, yeah. But here's the deal God is calling us to love our schools 1 million percent. God is calling us to love our friends. 100%, but God is also calling us to love each other in this room. God is calling us to love each other in this room. So let's be a people who literally believe in connecting to God and connecting to others. But but let's let it start right here in Watershed. Does it make sense? Let's pray. God, thank you so much that you are who you say you are. Thank you that we get to connect to you Thank you that we get to be with you, that our lives can look like people who are with you. God, may our time with you be long. May our time with you be real. May our time with you be full of life because we wanna be a people who come alive with your word. Jesus, we love you. We thank you for this time. And we're excited for the announcement Emilio is about to make. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen. And hey, y'all give it up for Tegan. He
0: hates that so much. Hey, so just continuing about lifestyle. I love what Tegan said about connecting with God, connecting with others. L- let me just, I want to share a couple things I, he didn't really talk about. Uh, $400. $400. That's not how much you spent to go. That's how much you guys spent at the cafe. Here's why that's a big deal. Like, Caitlin's like, I spent 250 like, myself. Way to go. But because of how much coffee you drink and drank that weekend, we are sending one kid to Camp Grace this summer. Which... And here's why that's a big deal. They they told us they never make that much money. So the fact that you guys drink that much coffee says a lot about how God uses the deliciousness of coffee for his glory. I also wanna do this. I wanna give a shout out to to some unsung heroes. We haven't really mentioned too much. Uh, I'm not gonna make y'all stand up or anything like that, but I just wanna give a shout out real quick to one, the leaders who went this weekend because these are leaders who gave up a weekend to hang out with y'all. We didn't pay them. They paid for their own dinner, like because I'm stingy like that. But they gave up a weekend, and I just want to give a shout out to the seniors who went because they they got there early and instead of going and playing spike ball for an hour and a half, they prayed. They they spent a lot of time just intentionally praying for the weekend, for lifestyle, for y'all, and it was just a really sweet and powerful moment. Speaking of powerful moments, the six ten, the six ten. So, so the, next couple, the next couple of Sundays, we're going to showcase some videos and, and we're going to talk about what God not only did at Northview, but is continuing to do at Northview High School. Because this is the beautiful thing about the 610s, the beautiful thing uh, about praying for a school is that it doesn't stop. We still pray for Northview and we're still seeing God do incredible things. But this semester, we are going to pray for a new school. We're going we're gonna to believe that God honors bold prayers because bold prayers honor God. So we're going to pray boldly for a school. We're going to pray boldly for a community. Now, here's, this school has a special place in my heart because I spent a lot of time praying for this school. Y'all don't know this. Most of y'all don't know this. About 13 years ago, there was a couple who lived in Duluth who felt called to bring ministry into the city. They, wanted, they had two middle schoolers at the time, and they wanted them to grow up hearing about Jesus, they want to grow up hearing about Jesus. And somebody came up to them and said, hey, you know, you're the first people I've ever asked me about Duluth. Duluth is a spiritually dead place. Now you fast forward where we are today and I've, I've had the privilege of, of, of seeing God answer prayers for, at Duluth. My good friend, Devin Thompson, is an answer to prayers at Duluth. We've seen many students come to know Christ at Duluth High School because God's not dead. At Duluth, he's not, he's not not there. He's very much there. So the month of April, what we're going to do is we're going to pray for Duluth High School. We're going to pray for Duluth High School, and we're going to pray with an intentionality. We're going to pray that people would know Jesus. We're, we're going to pray that throughout the halls of Duluth High School, that the name of Jesus will be the name that's known, that the name of Jesus is the one that's proclaimed, that people will know him better than they know themselves. We're gonna pray big, but we need y'all to help us out. We need you guys to pray with us. In the next few weeks, we're gonna give you guys opportunities to sign up to pray 30 minutes. 30 minutes for just one time, once a week. That's what we're asking. Because if if y'all would just spend 30 minutes praying for Duluth High School, we believe that God will do an incredible thing. So y'all keep following us on, on social media. We're gonna keep announcing it. We're gonna keep updating what's going on. But we are excited because we believe that God's gonna do something huge at Duluth High School.